Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, how you doing? Daniel Ruiz Tyson is available for Monday the 29th of November 2021 with me, Daniel Ruiz Tyson, episode 361. Hope you're all healthy and doing what you need to be doing to keep yourself going 25 days now until Christmas. I was trying to work out last night. Well, then I thought, actually, I won't do it because if it does, if Christmas Eve is on a Tuesday, that might mean the cafe is closed as it closes on Tuesdays at the moment. And uh, that would leave me a bit crestfallen. But uh, this morning I, I, I worked it out in my head. I think it's a Thursday Christmas Eve, so I should be OK. I don't know yet when I'll do the Christmas show for uh, for available, whether that will be on Thursday itself. Uh, the Christmas Eve itself, or whether I'll just go to the cafe and uh, try and have a, a relaxing day. Might be on for a fourth Christmas, successive Christmas on my own this year. Uh, it'll be easier to deal with than the first one. That was a, a pretty bad one. Nine layers on this morning. A hat. Uh, I've just removed the hat. I'm double socked. Started double socking again on Saturday. Got these big winter socks that are my favourite winter uh, socks, basically. I, I, my aunt got them for me. I don't know where she got them. There's a chance it might have been Primark, so maybe I need to uh, head to Tootin and or Wandsworth Town and, and see if I can find uh, another pair. They are very effective. Got the long johns on as well. Had the long johns on for uh, Friday's run too, under the leggings. Needed them. Last Monday, I after recording the show, I went for a run and it was so cold. I found it so difficult. Of course, Monday runs tend to be a bit more difficult for me because I'm still feeling the longer Friday run in the legs. But this struggle last Monday was down to uh, down to the cold. I think it's just such a shock to the system. This is the kind of Hard swallow there, first one of the show. This is the kind of cold snap in London that I dreaded back in the summer. You know, it's summer, the flat is warm, you're not having to use the heating, but you know what's coming in the winter. You know it's going to be a struggle. You're wondering whether you can afford to heat up the flat. I've got high ceilings here too. Remember, it's very hard to get warm. I've had an hour and a half of heat in this morning. It's uh, Let me give you a timestamp, actually. It's 09.26 hours now. I was up at 07.30 hours. Didn't have the best night's sleep. Took uh, some painkillers around, I think it was 04.22 hours. Filled up my stomach with some raisins, first seedless raisins. And uh, then I took a couple of ibuprofen. I think it was a headache. Sometimes lose track of why I'm taking pills. So we are now in the Omicron era. I think that's how you pronounce it, or are people saying Omicron? Either way, how many companies are now affected by the name for this new variant? Simple online searches just bring up all the Omicron companies out there. I would not be happy about that. What are these companies going to do? You know, what are, say uh, it's, a, it's a sales company, for instance, 
when they get a call this morning or when they make a call and they say Omicron here, not the variant. I mean, they're going to have to make light of the situation, but I would not be happy about that. I, I think the people who named this new variant should have done their homework. Things are hard enough for people without having your having the new variant named, given a similar name or the same name in this case as your company. It is Monday. I'm really not enjoying the starts uh, to my weeks now. You know, Tuesdays, the cafe, as I've just said, uh, closed. Monday's so busy now. I'm having to, second hard swallow, as I said last week, having to flip everything now. I used to record the show in the afternoons, um, then go for a run. I'm now having to do both of those in the morning, so I don't start in the cafe until late afternoon, which is an absolute pain when you've been indoors you know, for the whole weekend, although I, I did have coffee with a friend on Saturday morning, which was uh, good, at least got me out of the flat, though it was uh, pricey. And uh, there's just absolutely no chance of running in the dark, and not with my eyes. Now, Dave, the eyes already early? Just at the weekend, having uh, having my food, having my meal, I realised how long-sighted I am now, that, that the food was too close to me. It was almost a blur, and I was told that, you know, you should only get your eyes tested every couple of years, but I'm wondering now whether the glasses I've had for a year, whether they're actually strong enough. It's a bit of a concern. They did warn me that I might just have to start wearing glasses full-time. Which uh, begs the question, what do I do when I'm running then? But it is uh, certainly a problem. I just can't even see the phone screen now. It's it's incredible. I was so lucky. I was blessed with great eyesight, just long-sighted since I was 20. But that was just a minor handicap. But now, yes, uh, full of empathy for those who've had to wear glasses all their lives. Um, yes, I'm not enjoying the starts to my week now. And uh, obviously, I've still got Tuesday to negotiate, where, uh, again, last Tuesday, I just stayed indoors. But uh, I may need to find a long-term alternative on Tuesdays in terms of where I'm going to work from, because uh, things are not much uh, fun right now. It's my aunt's birthday today, so I need to go there this afternoon as well, which further complicates my day. need to drop off a card and flowers. Estimated cafe arrival time, perhaps after 1,500 hours, though I'm thinking today I'm just going to have to... Rather than walk to the cafe, I might get a bus to the Nine Elms Monster because uh, that's where the um, the budget cards are. It's the only place I can find budget cards in the area. My aunt did ask me on Saturday, when is my birthday? I'm not sure that's entirely down to old age with her. There is a, a WhatsApp group for the Spanish cousins, which I'm rarely on, but it's there and uh, they're adamant that my aunt's birthday is on the 16th of November. Officially, it's the 21st of November. That's what the official paperwork says. But my aunt and my uncle, being the kind of people that they are, decided, well, it's going to be the 29th. I've given up trying to understand why. Anyway, a happy birthday to her. Greeting cards. It's been a really expensive month for me in terms of greeting cards. Well, expensive, uh, not really expensive, I guess, because I buy budget cards. I would rather put money into a present than a greeting card. The, The greeting cards are overpriced. I've said this many times. The problem is this November, I've had to buy, I think, five cards. And for some reason, even though it's only a very small range of cards in the Nine Elms Monster that uh, are offered as blanks, and uh, have I think there are three or four suitable cards for birthdays, birthday blanks. I always forget where they're actually located. 
So I'm always lost looking around the birthday cards, trying to find the blanks. The problem is this year, for example, my cousin's birthday is yesterday and his mum's is officially today. So he's going to get a blank greeting card as well. But one of his kids, his many kids, had a blank greeting card from me as well back in the summer. And I can't remember which card it was. There's only a narrow range of blanks. I think there are five or six in the series. I don't want to get him the same card that his kid got back in the summer because, you know, the card that you get an adult shouldn't be the same card as you get a toddler, surely. That's the problem. So that that's... I'm not sure how I'm going to get around that because I can't remember what card his kid got. I've also got to make sure that my aunt doesn't get the same card that his kid got. It's just, uh, it's a lot of hassle. A lot of hassle. They're all so pricey. I'm sure there used to be blank cards offered in the Nine Elms Monster for 50p, but right now they're, they're a pound. It's just a pain, you know. Not really a card person. A uh, horrible situation last week. I'm going to try and find it in my notebook just when the date was. Here we go. It was the 20th. No, it wasn't the 25th. I think it was the it was the 24th of November. This woman was boarding a bus on Wandsworth Road. And right away, I could tell what she in uh, Cockney parlance was. Uh, I could tell she was a, a wrong one. She had a fork, a plastic fork in her mouth as she was boarding the bus and a takeaway on her that she'd been eating at the bus stop. And then she was uh, getting on the bus and right away, you know, unmasked. So you've got that. You've also got the fact that she's having a takeaway at lunchtime and she's going to have it on the bus. I'd sat near the front of the bus. I'd opened the window. It's uh, frustrating how few people are opening the windows on buses and, and the chances are that at some, you know, at some point someone is going to complain about opening the windows because of the cold, which is understandable, but, but we, we need to ventilate these buses. This is, this is the situation now. She got on the bus. First thing she did, she sat two seats in front of me and she considered closing the window. Then she took a look at me. I think she might have noted that I'd positioned myself by the open window. It wasn't bothering me, so it may have been opened by me, or I may have sat there for the very reason that it was ventilated. At that particular moment, I hadn't assessed her enough, and I thought, well, if she tries to close the window, I'm going to say, look, do you mind? And I'm going to insist on the window staying open. I think by the end of the journey, I I changed my mind on that. It wouldn't have been uh, worth getting into anything with this woman because there was something going on with her. She sat behind two women who were at the front of the bus, unmasked. There was someone behind me who was on hold on a call, but it was on speakerphone. So the whole bus for about 20 minutes were, were, you know, was having to listen to this jazz music that was playing while this person was on hold. What can I say? How does someone sit on a bus with their phone on speakerphone without any consideration for for other passengers. And there were just a number of people on that single journey that do make me question the afterlife. If if we're on this earth to try and live and le- learn lessons and become better people with a view to living forever in the afterlife, Where do these people, where do these kind of people come in? Because I don't see them learning anything. I don't see them behaving in a very positive way. 
What happens with them with regards to the afterlife? Are they the guys that come back who, who are reincarnated so they can have another attempt? Are they the equivalent of me, say, with my GCSEs, just trying constantly to try and pass my GCSEs? So this woman got on. The first thing she does after deciding that she's not going to close the window is she starts flicking all the salad from her food onto the floor. And I can confirm this because she got off about four stops before me and I just had a look over as I was descending to the lower deck, had a look over at her seat and it was an absolute disgrace. Would you do that in your own house? If you wouldn't do that in your own house, why would you do it on the bus? You you lose your faith in people when you see visuals like that. So she was flicking all the salad. There was another woman to my right who coughed in my direction, unmasked. Meantime, after chucking all the salad off, this woman wolfed down her food. Then she was drinking from a can, which she also left on the bus. She started belching a few times. This is just getting worse. The two women who were sat at the front, they must have been getting a draft on the back of their scalp from the belches. The woman that was belching, takeaway woman, she kept apologising after the belching, but really, I mean, it's probably better off actually not belching on the bus. I mean, she was talking to herself, so clearly there was an issue, okay? And she just said, oh my God, at one point she said, oh my God, I need to sober up. It, it felt to me that there was more than alcohol at work there. There was some mental health issue. I, I, I don't know. I'm just going by what I saw. And I got off the bus. South London, it just it wears me out. I, I don't see anything funny or find anything funny about uh, these visuals. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't miss South London if I had to leave it. I, I just missed the cafe. That would be it. A uh, week of running last week came up uh, short. Did uh, the, the Friday, sorry, the Wednesday 6K was really comfortable, unusually comfortable for me, almost a pleasure to run that. Then the Friday run, I didn't go out there thinking I'm going to try and do the 21 now. I just thought, let's see how far I get. And I thought I was pacing myself really well. And looking back at my times, my laps are normally around 16 and a half minutes. This time I broke them down. They were about 18 minutes something. So... That was good that I slowed things down slightly and I was feeling really good on Friday, I have to say. The problem was I got out too late to the park, so by lap four of the possible seven, it was dark. I had the headlamp on, which I've been moaning about a lot more than that uh, later, if I remember it. Um, It just doesn't really help with running. I think what it does help, and I, I may be repeating myself here, it helps people to see you. So from that point of view, it works, but it just doesn't help me in terms of seeing where I'm going. And I came out onto the street halfway through the fourth lap. And I don't particularly, as you know, enjoy running on, on the road. And I just thought I'm not really, I don't think I'm really up for this today. I'm just going to I'm going to have to put this down to experience and make sure I I, I run earlier next Friday. Although this Friday, I've got a really awkward Friday in terms of a schedule. So I don't think it's going to be possible. But the only way I'm going to do that 21 is going to be daytime. It's not going to happen when it's dark because it's really hard to just see where you're going. And uh, some of the streets I can use to get onto the main road they're not brilliantly lit either I was wearing the high-vis vest as well on uh, Friday Uh, so as I say I think I was visible to people but I just couldn't see too much out there and I just thought okay I've done 12k 
it's been a slow 12k because I was planning on running longer and uh, it's a bit disappointing. Let's just go in. It's, it's too cold. It's too dark. Forgive your lack of discipline this one time. Just get indoors and try and uh, warm up. I had the physio on oh, before I go, uh, before I finish on the running rather. I've got a running, um, well, actually, I'm not sure what it's called. I'll, I'll have to mention it uh, next week. It was something, uh, the man who will be mentioned later on the show, the man with the ego, uh, he kindly sent me this and I won't be moaning about this and it should be easier to stick my phone and various things now I won't have to use the armband now hopefully but uh, I will be going there gloved up I was running with the long johns and the leggings on Friday and I'll be doing that again today because it is cold here in London physio appointment on Thursday took the leggings there under the winter coat felt very cold until I warmed up really I should have just uh, gone with the jeans over the leggings and just removed the jeans in the uh, physio uh, room like uh, I think another guy did or I think a couple of guys were wearing tracksuits it was just me and two other guys they'd been going for a few weeks it's a really awkward time Thursday 08 30 hours it was just a 30 minute session I'd rather it was longer and uh, I was showing a couple of new exercises for the shoulder walk in the wall where you you, you walk the wall with your fingers. I'm just doing it here. So you, on, on my wall, you can hear my fingers going up. So you go, he said, look, you raise your arm. You don't want to go more than a five in terms of pain. Then you bring it back down. The, the key is not to aggravate the pain. And I'm not sure right now that I'm going to be able to avoid the cortisone. The pain's not getting worse. It's just not shifting. So unless this physio can work some magic, I'm not sure the cortisone uh, jab is... Uh, avoidable. I've got another physio this Thursday, 08, 30 hours. I think it's four in all. It might go on for longer, but I'm out of there at 0900 hours. I've then got my uh, COVID booster, hopefully effective with the, the Omicron uh, variant. I've got that, I think, around 1020. Here we go. It's 0943 there. Please, what was the point of that? I'm mumbling now. Let's just uh, let's just push, uh, oh, see what these guys do to me. Just losing my thread here, and I'm tired. I've not slept enough. So I've got the booster at around 10, 20 hours. I've got a GP appointment, a catch-up with my doctor later that morning. There's lots of gaps, and there's not going to be anywhere to hang around. I don't want to be spending coffee money just to sit somewhere for 20 minutes, half an hour, before finally turning up at the cafe in the afternoon. So I'm, I'm really not sure how I'm going to work that Thursday. There's something else going on on Thursday as well. Let me just check my um, diary. Should have done this uh, beforehand. The uh, the booster's at my local pharmacy. No, that, well, that's three things. Yeah, the physio, the booster, and GP appointment. And, uh, yeah, a day that's not been brilliantly put together that's that's probably going to start bothering me around Wednesday got to when shorts was short interview as well Wednesday morning I'm now at the stage where really the lack of um, prep on that show in November because I've used this month really to work on the creative stuff that's now catching up with me and December's not going to be very um, very easy on that front but uh, that's my fault I just like to try and do a bit more of the things that I actually enjoy rather than the uh rather than the uh, podcasting uh books this week shows all over the place today uh books i'm reading 
The Three Evangelists by French crime writer Fred Vargas, who I wasn't aware was was a woman as a pseudonym. And uh, it's uh, it's a very good book. It's uh, it's crime fiction. I think it's set in the 90s. I'm enjoying it. It's also very funny. Let me give you the blurb. The opera singer Sophia Simeonides, I think it's a Greek name, wakes up one morning to discover that a tree has appeared overnight in the garden of her Paris house. Intrigued and unnerved, she turns to her neighbours, Van Dusler, an ex-cop, and three impecunious historians, Matthias, Mark, and Lucien, or Lucien, the three evangelists. They agree to dig around the tree and see if something has been buried there. They find nothing but soil. A few weeks later, Sophia disappears and her body is found burned to ashes in a car. Who killed the opera singer? Her husband, her ex-lover, her best friend, her niece. They all seem to have a motive. Van Dusler and the three evangelists set out to find the truth. I'm enjoying it. It's uh, Reading the blurb there, it kind of comes across a bit as uh, Charlie's Angels type setup. The Angels and, uh, in this case, uh, Van Dusler. It's it's an enjoyable book. I've got the other two books as well from the library. And, uh, yeah, it's good to read an author that's new to me. It's a it's a funny book. It's a, I think it's a trade paperback size, and I'm not very keen on those, but the fact that it's a good book is more than ample compensation for the uh, temporary inconvenience of uh, going around with an oversized paperback. Daniel Ruiz Tyson is available, episode 361. I am really sweating. I've just removed three tops. I'm now down to six. The heating is off. I was going to turn on the uh, little oil-filled radiator, the simple value radiator from Argos, but I, I'm not going to need to at the moment. Let me just position myself in front of the mic. Uh, follow the show, Twitter, Instagram, 1607 Facebook.com forward slash DRT. Available, DanielRuizTyson.com. There's the uh, Patreon page that keeps this show coming back, Patreon.com forward slash DRT. Available. Thank you to all those of you who are supporting the show keeping it alive there aren't many of you but it is uh, appreciated and it does mean that uh, i continue to do this show on mondays if you can do please rate and review the podcast on apple podcasts those are the two uh, most effective ways to support the show a tweet from filth d five days ago they tweeted first day in my winter coat can't believe how late this has come but then i've barely left the house since lockdown one impressively late winter coat wearing i don't know if anyone can uh, top that so five days ago what that's the 24th of november they first wore their winter coat for this uh, winter hopefully they'll reap the benefits of that later uh, late even winter coat adoption as we head full on to what is likely to be a long winter which also reminds me from 1st of December there's my annual Daniel Ruiz Tyson's advent calendar featuring poetry cameos from Filth D recorded five years before COVID available from Holdvast Network and Apple Podcasts the best way to listen to it they're only short episodes is one episode a, a day from the 1st until the 24th that's how I recorded it and that 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 is how I think people should listen to it I never bother with Christmas Day Christmas Eve is uh, peak Christmas and that is when the show reaches its climax uh, let me give you my nectar points uh, I'm accumulating quite a few at the minute because of the e-buy buying and selling which I've currently paused because I, I've got the Star Wars figures here now I think I'm waiting for a, a 
uh, two more parcels and I need to see really how realistic it is. Am I going to be able to sell these, make a little profit, get some coffee money in or have I started doing this at the wrong time? I see it as a long-term investment. Shouldn't get disheartened if they don't sell in the first week. And uh, it is uh, an absolute pain uploading stuff to uh, eBay. You've got to photograph it and crop it, rotate it, size it correctly, get the descriptions in there, work out the postage. But uh, I'm hoping that it's something that might be helpful. But now that I've got a bunch of uh, action figures, I think I need to see how they go before I get any more in. Slightly less enthusiastic about it than last week. But I, I do think long term it's uh, it's something that, uh, that could work and, and help me out a bit okay um i went into sainsbury's on friday on 499 points just one point away from uh, finally reaching the magical 500 mark and i wouldn't have done it without the e-buy uh, e-buy ebay ebay purchases bought some yogurt bought some plums got some plums in the fridge that were bought uh, a week before these, and they've kind of gone off a bit. Not sure what's going on there. Bought some long life semi skimmed, uh, some blueberries, uh, a pie. Actually, got two cartons of semi skimmed. Got some uh, pasta sauce, more hauls, sugar free hauls. I'm just so addicted to those. Uh, mixed chili beans, a tin of those. Uh, bananas. Again, I'm really into bananas at the moment, which which is weird. I've never really been a banana guy. I bought a, a single orange. There's a, a greeting card, another one. Oh, it kills me seeing those on there. Earned uh, 10 nectar points. My purchases have come to £10.10, and uh, 10 nectar points gives me a closing balance of 509 Your points are worth £2.54. I'm not going to use those for the greeting card, but uh, there's not much you can do really with £2.54. But look, I set myself a target of uh, reaching the 500 mark before Christmas, and uh, I got there. The Star Wars figures got me there. So even if I don't sell these eBay figures, maybe... I mean, in, a, in that you know, in some small way, I suppose the Star Wars, well, Star Wars football has helped me to to make uh, some nectar points. Okay, uh, let's uh, bring you the latest Star Wars football results. Not a very polished performance today. Will I have to switch the light on to see these? The problem with uh, chronicling the results and lineups for Silver Age season six is I used a notepad that I found in the flat. It wasn't mine. It was uh, unused, and I've started using it, but it's maths paper, so it means your writing has to be really small. And uh, obviously with the eyesight, again with the glasses, Dave, with the eyesight, it's uh, it's not easy deciphering some of these sometimes. Okay, Europa League quarterfinals, second leg, Dagobah versus Moz Eisley. 1-1 from the first leg. Moz Eisley, last season's beaten finalists. They won by a goal to nil. Goal on 23 minutes. Who scored? I can't actually see who scored. Oh, it was uh, the substitute, Wren, scored. Uh, so Moz Eisley progressed to the semi-finals. Death Star were already there. EOS Prime. This was an extraordinary game. It really has been an extraordinary week of European football in uh, Star Wars football uh, the last week. EOS Prime were 3-1 up from the first leg. They'd beaten Yavin for 3-1 away from home. So they were at home. 
Half-time, they were three goals down. Yavin 4 had the uh, advantage. Final score, EOS Prime 1, Yavin 4, 4. Yavin 4 being their name, but they scored four goals. Yavin 4, 4. And that meant Yavin 4, 1, 5, 4 on aggregate. A real turnaround there and thoroughly deserved. And uh, Acto versus Umbaro. Goalers from the first leg. Umbaro fancied their chances of getting an away goal. But Acto won by a goal to nil. And uh, marched through to the semi-finals. I've got to give you the draw now. I don't know. The draw is written somewhere else. Right, let me just uh, flick through. Should have been aware of this. Here we go. So the draw for the semi-finals. Acto at home to Yavin 4 in the first leg. Moz Isley and Death Star, the two tournament favourites, paired together in the other semi-final. Death Star have the advantage of being away from home in the second leg. Uh, Death Star, just to remind you, won their quarterfinal tie 11-0 on aggregate. Champions League, the quarterfinals, uh, the second legs of the quarterfinals kicked off on Friday, possibly the game of the season, Tatooine versus Mandalay. Tatooine aiming for a third consecutive Champions League success. Nil-nil from the first leg, no away goals, which meant Tatooine were vulnerable to an away goal from Mandalay. Game went to extra time. There was a dramatic missed penalty from Medical Droid in the uh, second half, late in the second half. He caught his, uh, well, not footing because he's uh, I, he's kind of got a, uh, he doesn't have feet. He's kind of, if you can imagine a Dalek, that's a bit like medical droid. And uh, he caught himself on the carpet. It was a terrible penalty, one of the worst I've seen in Star Wars football, certainly in the Silver Age. But he made up for it by scoring a brilliant winner in the uh, towards the end of the first period of extra time Tatooine held on for a thoroughly deserved 1-0 win they go into the semi-finals of the Champions League Zepho who were 4-1 down from the first leg at Hoth Hoth uh, made some notable changes dropped solo dropped K250 their form has been really iffy uh, this season and uh, Zepho won by five goals to one to go through 6-5 on aggregate. There's never been a turnaround like it in the uh, Champions League. Uh, really poor performance from Hearth. And one questions whether they'll have they'll be able to recover from that as we move into a very busy December with the uh, draw for or the annual Christmas Cup, the draw for the quarterfinals happening uh, in the next uh, few days. Meantime, last night, Empire, the first ever winners of the Champions League, travel to Endor, the team they defeated in Silver Age Season 4 to win the first, no, Silver Age Season 3 to win the first ever Champions League. Empire were a goal down and own goal by uh, the captain solo Besbin fatigues in the first leg meant they were chasing the game. R2-D2 gave them the lead five minutes before halftime. A couple of minutes after Atat had hit a brilliant strike from uh, deep in the uh, Endor half and uh, Tuscan Raider in the Endor goal had pulled off an incredible save, one of the saves of the season. Endor equalised with a goal from Endor Leia early in the second half. One all draw meant that Endor progressed to the semi-finals, the first team in Star Wars football to reach four consecutive Champions League semi-finals. I, I do think the uh, attempted eBay selling uh, is maybe affecting my enthusiasm for the football. I, I, you know, I, I play Star Wars football for the love of it, 
and uh, trying to see it also as a money-making opportunity certainly had an impact in the last uh, week. But maybe now that I'm aware of that, I can uh, I can address that and just uh, get on with you know finishing uh, Silver Age season six. Uh, let's head into the cafe. I think that's hard swallow three. Head to the cafe now. I'm still cleaning the guano, by the way. That seagull will haunt me forever. That low winter sun shone an unforgiving light on the left sleeve of my winter coat uh, last Monday. And when I got back to the flat, I scrubbed it once again. I think I did a better job. I've never really been that fond of that winter coat, though it is very effective, which I suppose is the thing that you want from that winter coat. But uh, the guano thing has just marred my experience of it and I almost have to shut down mentally when I'm wearing that coat now that I uh, now that it's been scarred by that evil that fell on me from the sky meantime uh, in the cafe as a morning duo Phil Collins and Seb K are starting to rival the late owner and the veteran though with the veteran and the owner I'd, I'd get good toast portions from both certainly not the case with Phil but you know maybe long term that will hold them back in any top trumps way to style comparison but they're certainly a wonderful early morning Duo Wednesday morning, a big hygiene fail at the central table from yours truly. I dropped my classic four-color Bic onto the floor. I dropped my post-it notes. I I was too exposed there to be able to anti-back wipe the pen and the notes. I just made a note, mental note, to, to clean them when I got in. The pensioner woman on a single crutch, a long-time regular, she was sat at not mixed table. She glanced over at me on the central table and said, you really need to sit here with the wall. You've got too much on the table. Very true, I said. I, I've, you know, I've got so much work in my bag working at a central table with no wall. I'm dropping things. It's not the first time it's happened. I made a mental note to anti-back wipe everything when I got home single crutch and I made some polite small talk she told me that she uses the crutch to swipe away people glued to their phones on the streets a very personable uh, woman and uh, you know another person now that I can talk to in there and just say hello might help her as much as it helps me certainly helps me still on Wednesday this is what is it what was the date Wednesday 25th is Wednesday the 25th no, Wednesday was the 24th. Still on Wednesday, outstanding table waiting from Seb K at 11.29 hours. Glamorous Theresa May was in, sat at the four-seater by the wafting swing saloon doors. Seb K took her tenor with the left hand for her coffee, then swooped to my table. By then, I jumped on that mixed table, and uh, Seb K swept up my empty tall glass with a right. Another one? Yes, please. Great move. Great move from Seb K. Great table waiting i'd been in there for an hour by then and over on the far side the central table by the retractable doors uh, were a late middle-aged couple platonic i think friends nursing do i need to say friends after platonic i think i've told you what their relationship was there nursing their drinks their hot drinks had been done by the time i arrived disgraceful nursing sitting on those drinks for at least an hour neither offering to get another round in 12 18 hours still in the cafe i took my glasses off to have a stretch and the erstwhile mullet the mullet will return by january its removal is just a temporary measure this man does love a mullet the mullet took that as a, a cue my glasses removed 
removal as a cue that I wanted another latte because I can't order in my glasses. So very observant of him to realize that, okay, he's taken his glasses off, which means he's trying to get another order in. But as I saw him come in, realizing what I did, I put my glasses on and returned to my script and pretended I hadn't seen him and just shut that uh, moment down. But again, still impressive observational stuff from the mullet. Thursday, 25th of November, Morocco was sat with not Mick, not Mick on his red laptop, the laptop box on the chair next to him. Morocco was wearing white ankle socks in winter. Early Jim joined them. The three of them sat in companionable silence. I was having another coffee with Mickey later that morning after I finished my writing. Let's just uh, pause there. Let's give the egomaniac a, a chance to pull over. Undo the seatbelt as his chest swells, as I say, Mickey Boyd. By the way, if you want to indulge this man's ego, do please send MP3s of your own, Mickey Boyd, to DRT available at westegg1607.co.uk and I'll play your MP3 on the show or then I'll, you know, maybe I'll just have to add this to the list of 100 or so features that have never worked on the podcast. Just prior to Mickey's arrival, a guy with polyosis had arrived and taken the far four-seater table by the retractable doors. He had he had about five or six polyosis patches, white patches of hair on his scalp. And I told Mickey, who was facing that way, I told Mickey to uh, grab a look. I have to say here, just a little um, uh, flaw there from Mickey when he arrived. He positioned himself so he could see the cafe whereas I had my back to everything which is you know has an impact on the show which is why I can't bring you a lot of stuff from the cafe this week so really what we should have had here is uh, uh, some cafe observations from Mr. Boyd himself because uh, his his positioning last week meant that I have less cafe uh, news to bring you. Mickey and I after the um, after we finished our coffees, we did an unpacking video for Shorts Were Short, courtesy of uh, Simon from Big Green Books, kindly sending some unopened uh, Panini 88 football stickers. So that's on the YouTube channel now for When Shorts Were Short. That was uh, great fun. Gave me an idea to do more of those. And those uh, unsealed packs are going for some serious money on eBay, as anything tends to do these days. I mean, you've got to admire these guys who... Uh, get in before everyone else and, and collect these things and then sell them for big money. So I don't know how we're going to get around that. Have one or two ideas, but certainly there'll be more videos in future. Before we left the cafe, Mickey showed me a £20 note. I hadn't seen one in ages. It reminded me of being in my mid-teens and seeing a pair of breasts for the first time. It had that same exotic quality. Friday the 26th of November, I tried to catch early Jim's eyes. He came in to exchange our mornings, our, you know, good mornings or thumbs up, but he failed to see me. It happens. By then I was sad at not mixed table. Initially, the table had been occupied by an Anglo-Italian guy, Swarthy, from the South, I would guess, though. Uh, really, am I qualified to talk about that? How much do I know about Italians? Probably not much. And uh, I couldn't work out if it was his young son who was with him. What seemed clear was that he was learning quite a bit about the kids' school football exploits. Maybe the kids' parents are divorced. They were having a, a nice catch-up. The kind of place I, I think I'd like to have gone with my dad. You know, Well, in fact, I know I'd like to have gone there 
with my dad. It's the kind of place I think I would have liked as a, as a youngster too. An Italian guy and his son, they were talking a lot about football. They were talking about Juventus's awful performance against Chelsea, I think, uh, a couple of nights earlier. The kid's position in that uh, school football team as well. He's playing in the hole, apparently. Oh, lovely position, said the dad. That was my position. This is him, not me. And I was thinking, really? I mean, you're in your 50s. Could you play in the hole? Was that a thing 30 years ago? I'm not sure it was. The dad kept veering into pretentious Italian words like one of those Hard Swallow, like one of those Latin American characters in American cop shows who veer from English to Spanish. Pick your language, stick to it. That's what I think. Things got worse when the dad was eulogising Trent Alexander-Arnold, the Liverpool and England right back. Trent this, Trent that. There is a lot of that Trent business about. He's one of those players, unfortunately, who will be first named by the over-familiar which uh, really does irk me. And uh, that's the end of this week's uh, trip to the cafe. As I say, could have had more for you had uh, I been sitting where Mickey Boyd was uh, sitting last week. Before I go, let me give you this week's uh, internet searches. Let me just, uh, where do I need to click it? Okay, I need to click on uh, YouTube. This week's internet searches, Speakers Corner, Rick Holden, Oldham, ABBA, name of the game, hard nodulars, hard nodulars, do I remember searching that? That's a dermoscopy search, ABBA, ABBA, winner takes it all, ABBA, under attack, ABBA, dancing queen, big ABBA week, you know what, I, I never really considered myself a massive ABBA fan, just looking here, there's a new Jack the Ripper tour video as well, the leather apron scared, it's uh, quite a meaty one, 36 minutes, I'll I'll watch that later. Never considered myself a big ABBA fan, but the fact is, I don't think many bands covered relationship breakups better than ABBA, and, and I genuinely mean that, and I've been listening to some of their darker material, and I'm not really one for lyrics unless it's some hip-hop song, simply because they're very easy to follow. But the ABBA lyrics to that darker material pertaining to their relationships is very easy to follow. And, you know, it does resonate with me. And it would resonate with you, I think, if you had uh, a relationship. And it's uh, they're quite um, sad songs, masked as uh, wonderful pop music. Uh, Fury, Jake Paul, Alan Durban Sunderland, uh, Tiafimo Lopez versus George Cambosos. This, for me... A fight I'd been looking forward to for the whole year has been cancelled multiple times. And Teofimo Lopez, who's my favourite boxer in the last couple of years, he then contracted COVID. He's asthmatic, so he wouldn't have the um, the vaccine uh, as an asthmatic myself. I didn't quite buy that, but he's a wonderful boxer. But there's also a touch of the Nassim Hamed about him where you just think, OK, this is someone that's so good they're going to need a really good trainer. In the seems case, uh, his brothers got involved and that was it. The game was up. He split from Brendan Ingle and there was just a decline. He wasn't training properly and his wonderful gifts were just uh, wasted in the end. Didn't have the career he should have had. He had a very good career, but not the career he should have had. And Teofimo Lopez's dad, who's a, a real uh, character in inverted commas, doesn't do him any favours if you listen to the uh, Jim in uh, sorry the the instructions during the rounds in between the rounds during the Composos fight they're really poor you know is he still there already something like that he was saying in his uh, American Honduran accent and I think the trainer is going to hold him back he's got a very 
complex relationship with his father. His father is a very complex man, but you can understand it when you look into his father's background. There's a, enough of it online to to tell you the hurdles faced by his father. But uh, I don't think Teofimo Lopez will fight at 135 again. He's going to have to go up to 140, which means he'll there won't be a rematch with Kambosos. You know what I liked about Kambosos? He was a fighter I didn't know too much about. He's been he's from Australia, Greek heritage. He's been stuck in the States since the spring as his fight kept getting cancelled. It got cancelled for a variety of reasons, including promotional issues with Teofimo Lopez, really thinking at this stage he was big enough after beating Lomachenko last year to switch uh, promoters and there was a new online promoter it was an absolute disaster so the fight has eventually been squeezed in in November and listening to Kimbosis' uh, interviews watching him being interviewed and you know this guy he really won me over because you could apply his thinking to anything to any area of your life he knew he was the underdog, but he also knew he was hungry. He knew the sacrifices he was making. He'd lost his grandfather in the build-up to the fight. Couldn't go to Australia for the funeral. He missed the birth of uh, of, uh, of another child. He was stuck out there. I think he was in Miami, Florida, uh, somewhere like that. And the more I watched him, the more I thought, this guy's self-belief, he's either really deluded or he can do it. And I wasn't surprised by the result. I wasn't surprised that he beat Lopez on points. It was thoroughly deserved. And uh, I think, you know, the crowd, the home crowd actually turn on Teofimo Lopez at the end because it does a, he does a, a Kanye West type thing where he interrupts Kambosis' interview at the end of the fight to say there's no way he lost that fight. Really poor, poor way for a champ. To behave. That's enough boxing, anyway. You didn't download this to uh, uh, to listen to me talking about boxing, but that's uh, those are my internet searches this week. It is ten twelve hours now. I'm gonna wrap the show up, edit it, light edit, get it out, and then go for a run. That is it. That is the end of this week's show. Now it's time for you to get those shoulders back. Keep on walking towards the sun. Keep washing those hands. Keep ventilating too. I'm Daniel Ruiz Tyson, and this start of the week. I have been available. 